the dropouts this is our podcast thank you so much for joining us back here it's been a couple two or three weeks had a lot going on jt what's going on buddy man it is wet in south georgia oh, man soaking wet yeah about to tell you how to take a boat over here tell you i'm telling you it's, it's crazy it's raining right now as we speak it's about 9 p.m on wednesday march 4th and the rain's not over down here. No. Nah, this is this is the same storm. Is this the same storm system that got the folks in Nashville? It is, you know, thoughts, prayers, you know. Absolutely. Every you know, the, that that's terrible. The the timing is what's so bad, man. When those things come through at twelve yeah. thirty, one o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. when those people are asleep, man, that's just that's just bad. And just not something that, that area is really used to yeah. is the tornado threat. So our friends in Nashville, guys, know that you're in our thoughts and prayers. Uh, if if you're able to listen to us, uh, we really appreciate it. But just know that uh, we're thinking about you guys, and we hope you uh, recover from this. We know you will. Be Nashville strong. So, um, yeah, we got some Statman. What's up, dude? What's going on, guys? Doing yeah. fine. It's good to be back. Yeah, man. Good to see your face. Ready to hear some stats. Ready to hear some stats. I don't know. <laughs> hey, we got a pretty good show. Uh, right before we get started, though, I want to tell you guys about uh twitter find us there find us on facebook um of course subscribe to our podcast so that you can see when we when we release new content uh guys it's the off season and boy it's inching by it's inching by and so much drama going on um and i'm sure that you know what i'm talking about as far as fan base wise yeah um that's but that's but that's it as far as activity goes. I mean, there's been some movement, you know. Uh, Tim Brewster going to Florida. That was a good hire by Dan Mullen. And we got a home run. We got a home run. And, and we got a couple home runs. And there's some salty Bama fans out there. There is. Buddy. We're actually going to address that at you know at length here in the next few moments. But you know, as far as hot hot headlines, there's really not a lot happening. No, not really. Well, after the all the coaching changes and stuff like that, they're, they're just been pretty quiet. Yeah. I mean, you still got <clears throat> drama here and there. It's been a pretty quiet off season. I think it, you know, overall. I think yeah, I think we're going to have to kind of wait, I guess, till after after the spring games. Yeah. You know, come out and Oh, sure, and that's and, uh, and really then how much do we really know after the spring games? Not I mean, not really. No, yeah. Nothing nothing to really go on. Basically, yeah, but it's know, still but it's it's a taste, you yeah, know, and it's, it's right around the corner. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, this may be recency recency biased of sorts, but uh, the biggest wave that has yet to subside really is the Scott Cochran hire at Georgia mm-hmm. from, for Kirby taking him away from Bama. Again, we're going to talk about that a little bit, um, but yeah, just sitting down and really talking and 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 going through some of the headlines, just just not a lot happening. Yeah, no one's it, seen that coming. No one really saw that coming. I mean, it was obviously been in the works for a while, yeah. but um, well, he yeah. wanted him when he first got there. He, he did him. back in 2016. He tried to bring him, and he yeah. he didn't do it. Let's talk about it. Let's get into it. Um, 
yeah, home run hire. Regardless of what people think, if you're on Georgia side, Bama side, or if you're an outlier, this is a solid hire. No doubt. There's no two ways about it, and there's no way to spin it. And I know the question mark is, well, he's never been a coach before. Well, you got to start somewhere, you know. And, yeah, this special team is one-third of your overall performance on the field, so it's a significant uh, it's a significant position. What's funny, what's funny to me, Hunter, is and, – and, I mean, y'all back me up on this if, if, if you think so – is the – yeah, I was talking about the Bama fans being salty. But he comes to Georgia all of a sudden. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And – now they're like, well, you know, we really – Saban wanted a more scientific strength and conditioning <laughs> yeah. program. Right. You know, come give me a break, They, they tried man. to downplay it. And, and much in the same way, to be fair, much in the same way we downplayed Jim Chaney going to Tennessee or Cade Mays going to Tennessee. But never not once – has any of our coaches ever been described as the lifeblood of the program, <laughs> like other players? And, uh, am, got, I, am I wrong? You're not wrong, and you, you got the two uh, the two most recent Heisman winners for Alabama, given all of their credit to him, mm-hmm. right? Right. For the seasons that they had. Now we're not we're not going to have a running back go out and carry the ball forty forty five times a game, but no, you're gonna it's going to be a significant increase. And according to the Bama fans, all we're going to get out of this is just injuries. Well, guys, I don't understand. They're not understand. I know. I know that special teams in Bama is not exactly something that's highly lauded or even sought after. But listen, I'm not. I'm not. I'll say this. I'll speak on behalf of all Georgia fans. Can I do that real quick? Can I? Can I go on a limb here? Scott Cochran was not hired because Kirby thinks he's going to be the best special teams coach ever. He's hired because he's bringing a different a different level of energy that Georgia just hasn't had. There's no denying that. You put him. I mean, you've already seen Matt Luke's intensity and his fire. You know, coming yeah. in. You know, with the offensive line. I mean, and put Cochran in there as you know special teams coordinator. Coach, yeah. I mean, golly. I mean, you just if you can't run through a brick wall on that sideline, yeah, something's yeah. wrong. And that's that's what I'm getting at here is you I don't care what your fans are saying because Georgia fans do the same thing. We did the same thing about Cade Mays. We downplayed the significance of them leaving. <laughs> and you keep laughing when we talk about Cade. We're going to I guess we need to talk about him a little I, bit. I, let me just throw it out. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure you probably saw it. Did you see his his deal on Twitter? Where he was in Indianapolis and he was thinking then yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> somebody on there. Folding made a, chairs everywhere. Somebody made a comment on there. says, man, watch out for those folding chairs. Real sidebar, <laughs> real quick. I, it, little conversation we had on Twitter today. It was pleasant. It wasn't ugly. But let, let, let me be clear here, dog fans. As much advice as we're giving to Bama fans, and I kind of said as much in a tweet about moving on past Scott Cochran, we really need to do the same thing about Caden. Oh, no doubt. Let's just no go. Doubt. The kid – Gave everything he had while he was in Georgia. He literally played like six different positions. You know, I think even at one time he may have lined up as a quarterback. I don't know. But he played everywhere. And it's not the kid's fault. No one knows the real reason why he's leaving. He's in a weird predicament with the parents and the lawsuit. His brother's playing at UT. He's from Knoxville. Okay, cool. We're done. Yeah. All the best to Cade Mays. I hope he gets his waiver and he gets to play this year. I really do. So that's it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's like I said, it's not the kid's fault. No, it's not. You know? and, and look, I'm not going to sit there like it didn't. Like, ooh man, I wish he'd have stayed. 
Oh, yeah. Of course I do. Yeah. Because he was good. Yeah, he was. But at the same time, you know, more power to him. But the Scott Cochran thing, I agree 100% what you guys are saying because it was significant despite what fans will say about this this hire. You don't have to look at very far to look at the players that played under him, and they say Tua included. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a pretty significant hire. Georgia oh, yeah. got a good one. Yeah. And I think here's a couple narratives that's coming around this. I'm going to pick you guys' brains here. One of the narratives is, oh, my God, Saban's dynasty is crumbling. Do we really believe the dynasty in Tuscaloosa is crumbling? Now that Scott Cochran has been pried from the hands of Nick Saban after 12 seasons? I I wouldn't say crumbling. I would say there's cracks starting to show. Um, You got all this – you got all this this coaching turnover – Year after year, you know they're mm-hmm. they're getting softer, they're allowing more points, and and they're showing no signs of fixing that problem. Um, still recruiting well. Still, I was gonna say they're still recruiting pretty good. I say pretty good, right? Top three classes each year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, you just you got to look at at you know the last couple seasons. Um, they get blown out by. Clemson in the national championship, and they don't even make it to the ACC championship the next year. And does Tua being out hurt that? Probably. Um, I don't. I don't believe that. Uh, Definitely. I don't believe that Tua would throw the interceptions that Mac Mac Jones had. I firmly his. believe if Tua would have been playing, they would have lost. They would not have lost to Auburn. Yeah, that's that's what I'm getting yeah. at. Yeah. Um, but I would say there's cracks starting to show. I don't think it's crumbling to the ground, but yeah, uh, I think I think I, it's nearing the end. I I agree uh, with you on on that aspect. I, I don't I don't think you know it's it's you know completely crumbling to the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think that Saban is there, so you you have um. What what makes the glue? I guess mm-hmm. it, it, he's still there, um, but I don't think that glue is as strong as it has been, and I think that is starting to weaken. Um, that with the loss of Cochran and and some of the others, mm-hmm. um, the name alone, Alabama. It's a national brand. It's it's. I mean. Kids, yeah. kids are going to want to play. Yeah, you know. Um, but as far as it, as far as it crumbling, I, I, I don't really feel like it's crumbling. Yeah. Um, but I do feel just like uh, Statman said, I do feel like it's, uh, it's definitely, definitely have some cracks there, and it's, it, it's, it's, it's definitely showing. Yeah, maybe so. I guess I'm not being too hard on them. I guess I, I'm, I look at. 2019 as kind of not I don't want to use the word fluke because LSU had just a spectacular arguably probably the best season of any football team uh, ever yeah. in college football um, unbelievable and the likelihood of that being repeated by any team in here soon just is just not there mm-hmm. everything fell into place perfectly for LSU now that's not to say Bama isn't going to struggle because they I don't know that struggle is even the right word well, but. I I don't mean to cut you off. No, you're good. But going back to the to the Cochran hire, 
Mm-hmm. They just lost their head coach for the majority of the offseason. Right. Because coaches are not allowed to have contact with the players. It's only the strength and conditioning program that's allowed to have contact with the players during the summer. And I want to say the majority of the spring, if I'm not right or if I'm not wrong. That's a that's a very significant loss. Mm. I I mean I don't think I don't think I've seen that anywhere. But uh, I mean nobody's really talking about that. I haven't yeah. really seen that thrown around. But I mean you losing your head coach for the summer months. You're lo- you're losing a guy who's around every single player, mm-hmm. whether it's special teams or your QB one. He's 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 there. He's in the weight room with him. So yeah, I mean that's that's a significant point. Um, the other narrative that's kind of around this, and it's actually two or three. The other one is is this is, and it's not being really said eloquently. Like I kind of get it, but then again I don't. But I'd like to squash this because I don't really think it's a very good argument. And that's Kirby Smart is just poaching coaches. He needs to build his own. Quit trying to be like Bama. Blah blah blah. And why wouldn't what, you try no, here's over. the deal though. Where did Nick Saban get his coaches from? Uh, Other that's... friggin' teams, guys. He didn't go to, I don't know, high schools and start picking up coaches. No, he went to other established coaches. Why would you not do this? Mm-hmm. And I know Nick Saban gets mad, and I know Bama fans are gonna be like, "Hey, you know, I just, I just can't believe Kirby's gonna try to be Alabama light over there in Athens." Well, why not? How many how many championships have they had under Saban? Like six? Yeah, five and look or six? at how many coaches have already been poached off of Kirby staff. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Why, that's, that's why would and say. any head coach in the right mind not try to emulate what Nick Saban has done yeah. at Alabama? What is Nick Saban trying to emulate? Bear friggin' Bryant. Exactly. I mean, come on. He wouldn't say it. And his, his processes may not be the same thing, but you're still going to pursue the best coaches out there to bring to your staff. So I, I don't get that argument. I don't get that assessment of Kirby. And there's, you know, I've heard a couple people say it. Kirby can't get it done on his own. That's why he's having other coaches. Well, no, he can't do it on Saban got, can't do it by himself. You gotta have a staff, man. You gotta have the staff. You gotta have the staff. And you know what? The fact that Kirby here in year five has said, you know what, I gotta change. We gotta change offense. Oh yeah. We can't be smash mouth grown man football anymore. We gotta do something a little different. I. e. the hire of Todd Munkin. Buster Faulkner, the kind of wide receivers and tight ends he's recruiting. I, I just I'm I'm excited to see what's going to happen, not just this year, but this, but beyond. I'm sure. I mean, Kirk Kirby, Kirby's a smart guy. And, oh yeah, and j- just like Saban, I mean, Saban changed his his offense. I'm glad know, he learned from and Saban. And I'm sure that he probably looked back and is like, you know, what what are we, what are we missing? I mean, we're getting top recruits. You know, we're. we're yeah, there, but we're not getting we're not over, getting over the hump. We're not getting over that hump. And it comes, and he recognizes scheme and philosophy. And you look at all the teams that's winning national championships, right? You know, you you got to say, hmm, we got to get somebody in here that kind of kind of knows what they're doing, with right? That, you know? Right. So yeah, put us put us up on put us up on that level, man, and and maybe it, maybe it'll get us over the hump. Nick know? Saban is the greatest of all time. He's the best to ever do it. Right. You're never going to hear me argue against that. Mm-mm. He 1,000% is. And I'm happy that my head coach, the head coach of my team, is a prodigy of sorts. Under his tutelage. Under yep. his tutelage. Yep. It was a highly prized, and, you know, Saban wanted to keep Kirby. Mm-hmm. The same way Saban wanted to keep Cochran. So I'm glad we got him. 
Now I'm glad we got Scott Cochran too. Yeah, he fought hard in 2016 when Kirby yeah, wanted him. Yeah, he did. He fought super hard. And Cochran didn't want to go, and he didn't want to go. But Cochran so. also obviously wanted to be an on-field, have an on-field position. Mm-hmm. Saban wasn't willing to give him that just yet for whatever reason. I'm not being critical of Saban. I don't know. All I know is, as reports surfaced that I saw today and yesterday, that Scott Cochran took a $45,000 pay cut to come to Georgia. Mm-hmm. And the narrative behind around that is right now is, oh, he just wanted to get out from Saban bad. I don't think that's what it is. No. I think this is Scott Cochran saying, I know I can coach. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to show you I can coach. I'm, I'm, ready to, I'm ready to take the next step. Bingo. Well, I just think – I think the main reason that Saban didn't want him on field as a coach is because he wanted him in the weight room and on on the you know conditioning field and all that stuff. Because I mean, the dude's an animal in the weight room. Yeah, he really is. Well, it's just like you said earlier. I mean, you know, when when Saban's not able to be around the players um, in the off season, their coach was Cochran. Yeah, I mean that that's who their coach was. And that's the reason why all the players give him so much praise and and so much hype on him. And I believe Saban even said that that was, you know, their secret weapon um, because he's so good at what he does. And he's not coming to Georgia as a strength and conditioning nope. coach. Nope. But, but – you cannot tell me that he's not going to bring something, something, in to that part of the program. Well, of course he will. Of course he will. Just like Matt Luke's going to have a hand in the offense. Mm-hmm. It's all it's all working together, and think that's part of what Kirby's trying to do yeah. is build this ultra cohesive unit where everyone has ideas and it flows, but it ultimately ends with him. And I'm excited to see the product. Now I'm curious to see is do we have does Todd Munkin have enough time to install the kind of offense he wants to install with the type of players he has? I think so. And I think the biggest reason why is Jamie Newman. Yeah. You got a guy who's experienced, played at the college level, and has an idea of what's happening. So, you know, even though Todd Munkin has never coached Jamie Newman before, I think that's a I think that's a big advantage. Definitely. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I'm excited about Scott Cocker and I, I can't I hope he hope he does well, obviously, because, you know. But, you know, you remember the years, right? We didn't even have a special teams coach. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like John Lilly, I think, when, when he, back when he was our tight ends coach. He was also like the special teams coach. Yeah. So it was, kind of, it, it was yeah. kind of almost an afterthought. And we were never really – we had good players. Isaiah McKenzie would run them back. Todd Gurley would run them back. But we just never really had an established special teams coach. Yeah. So I'm happy that we have somebody there that – going to bring some energy and don't you believe or don't think for one second stock cocker's not forgive my language balls deep and learning special teams every detail oh yeah you know what i mean and having his his hands in the strength and conditioning program absolutely and scott can't send players probably welcoming that with open arms oh yeah i'm sure i I definitely would Uh, yeah all right so uh news about zach evans i call it news when it's really just been nothing but pure drama around this that this young man's recruitment uh when i say news what i mean by that is is there's some crystal balls now trending him towards florida which is a place that i've had kind of an inclination he was going to end up at uh for about a month now since he started kind of showing some interest um great 
great pickup for Florida if they get him. Yeah. They I have mean, a, what, it, He would be smart to go. He would be. It'd be. I mean, because I don't know necessarily he'd be a starter because you still got Damian Pierce. You got Lorenzo Lindard coming in. But what a compliment that would be to those two guys who are yeah. good athletes. Yeah. Zach Evans is, by and large, a fantastic running back. I wish he was coming to Georgia, but for whatever reason, that's not happening. My question here is, and I just feel like it needs to be addressed, and we've a lot of people tiptoe around this because he is a kid and he's young, but there's something odd. There's something off. There's sure. something off. No doubt. Um, and listen, this isn't a knock on Florida, guys, but this is. there has been some celebrating already. Mm-hmm. Number one, he hasn't even committed to you guys yet. Okay? His official business, I think March 20th, I believe. There's been a lot of celebrating with those fans. But there's, Yeah, there's been a lot of celebrating yeah, and a lot of, oh, oh, you know, we have recruited Georgia for Zach Evans. And listen, let's, mm-hmm. let's, let's, get this, let's go ahead and get this out there. No, you didn't. Let's be clear. Okay, you literally I recruited no one yet, right? For his services, let's guess we got to go back and do this timeline. Lord knows we got a big following of Florida fans right now, probably not. <laughs> but if you are listening and you're confused on the timeline, back in January he signed an uh, LOI to be with Georgia. That never came to fruition. Georgia let him go, basically saying Georgia said, "No, nah, never mind, we're good." Mm-hmm. No, thank you. LSU said the same thing. Never mind. We're good. No, thank you. Bama, never mind. No good. We're thank you. Ohio State never even took an official visit from him. Nope, we're good. Thank you. Texas A&M was kind of hanging in there. Now they've said, no, thank you. Ole Miss kind of hung in there. From what my understanding is, they're not in it anymore. They took a running back, and they're basically saying, no, thanks. So that leaves – Tennessee and Florida, who were never was even on his radar Mm-mm. originally. So celebrate if you want, if you're a Florida fan, because listen, listen, let's, let's be clear. If you get him, that's a five-star running back who's very, very, very good. Mm-hmm. And yes, I would have liked to have had him on campus in Athens. He's How, very, very talented. Very talented. But don't celebrate that as a recruiting win when it's not. Something, something about him, and I'm. And we've talked about it before. He is super, super talented. Yeah. But there's something that is it just overshadows his his talent. Something is aloof. Yes. That's a good that's a good word there. Yeah. We don't we don't know what it is. And we're not judging the kid. No, we're calling no, it like, no, 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 but no, we're no. also gonna call it like we see it. There's yeah. a there's something happening. Yeah. Why why are all these teams saying, No, nah, yeah. I don't think is it grades? Yeah. Is yeah. it disciplinary? Is it maybe he was just showing a lack of interest, you know what I mean? And they wanted to commit, mm-hmm. and they were just really, you know, not willing to wait anymore because they didn't want to, uh, the ship to sell on somebody else, like Georgia with Dejon Edwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I really don't. What I must say was this, is this. If he ends up at Florida, fantastic. Good for you. Yeah. And I hope he gets it figured out. Yeah. I really do because I can't wait to see the kid play. But let's just back up a little bit and understand – you didn't beat anybody out for this kid. No, you didn't. And I'm not trying to knock you, but again, we're going to call it what it is. Yeah. We and probably lost. We probably lost a lot of Florida followers uh, over the past few days. That's okay. I'm, I'm keeping it real. Look, I keep it real with Georgia fans too, folks. We got to. I keep it real with Georgia got fans. To. You got to I got on the Georgia fans today about the Cade Mays mm-hmm. thing because yeah. we're all Cade Mays is a, you know he's a loser, he's a quitter, and we all loved him back when he was a Georgia fan, a Georgia guy, you know, but. 
He's not a loser, man. He's not no, a quitter. He's qu- no, he's not. Jacob Eason's not a quitter. No. Nobody was calling D-Rob a quitter when he showed back up in Athens. No. We were all, yeah, Different. D-Rob. Yeah, D-Rob's back. Yeah, so get <laughs> off it. You know what I mean? But, again, we're being real with Georgia fans, too. But let's be real here, Florida fans. You kind of were you kind of in the number two to three column. Yeah. You weren't a first choice, you know. You just you can't you can't call it a recruiting win when everybody else just backed out. Turned Took him, a hard turn, pass. Turned it away. Yeah. It's, it's, it's I mean it's the, the comparison that I can think of is you asking four or five different girls out to prom and then you have and they're all saying no and then you you got to well, take your cousin. Do you you I guess I guess we could go. <laughs> I mean that's that's about that's a good analogy. I mean it's uh, it's not a recruiting win by any means. Like good for them, they got a top running back, but well they hadn't got him yet, and they but chances are they do. I mean more more than likely they got they got themselves. Yeah, a, and it's a great situation for him back, to run into. Now does he start as a freshman? I doubt it. I really do because Damian Pierce all is spring good. Ball. You're missing all the spring ball. Damian Pierce is good. Lorenzo Lingard is also good. Mm-hmm. I but now does Dan Mullen spread it out with him three? Why wouldn't you? I don't know. He doesn't yeah, have. You got to find a way to get that kid on the field, though. Yeah, and he. But he, Dan Mullen doesn't have a noted history of using running backs. Yeah. Effectively, he likes, he likes using his quarterbacks as running backs, and that's cool. That's cool. I, again, this isn't a knock on Florida. If you get him, great. I'm not. Now, I refuse to lament missing Zach Evans when we have guys like Kendall Milton. Yeah. Oh yeah. Network. yeah. So I'm not going to say, oh, you know, that's a big. It is a big miss. But when you look at our running back room versus, say. Florida's or Tennessee's, we're in a lot better shape, and that just yeah. same with Bama, mm-hmm. same with LSU, even same with with A and M at this point. So that's that's it on Zach Evans. I, I don't really have a whole lot to say about him because I don't know the kid. I wish him nothing but the best, I'm, except I'm, for when they play Georgia. I'm just I'm I'm anxious to see where the kid winds up. I think I, I personally, if I had to put and, money on it right now, and I don't, but if I did, it'd be I think it'd be Florida. And 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 that's what I think too, because I mean, why why wouldn't he? Because they do need running backs. They do need you know some yeah. some depth in that position. This kid may surprise everybody and go with friggin' Tulane or something. You know what I mean? I, I, I mean, you just you don't know. I mean, that's know. that's the whole thing. That's yeah. the whole thing. So and listen, I want to say something else. I'll admit to you when Georgia misses out on recruits that we really wanted. That was another little conversation I had with some Florida fans today. They started naming people that we whiffed on. Gervon Dexter. I wanted him. Yeah. Kirby wanted him. He made it clear. And, yeah, we didn't get him. You're not going to get everybody. That's the way that it is, yeah. though. You're going to lose you're, some. You're just not going to get everybody. That's the way that it is. That's you're gonna, recruiting. You're going to lose some, then you're going to get some guys to flip. I yes. Mean, that's, yeah. that's just Jermaine the, Burton was another guy we wanted. Yeah. We lost him at first, LSU. But we got him back. We got him back. But the point of this is, when I started throwing out names to this particular individual, when he talked about Gervon Dexter that we missed on, yeah, you're right, we did. And I even said that. You're right, I yeah, wanted him. You did. That was that was a significant loss. Yeah. But you can't say that if you're not going to talk about the guys you whiffed on. Let's say Rosemary, Arian Smith, uh, Demarcus Bowman, Jameer Gibbs. These are all guys that was recruited by Florida. Mm-hmm. And you didn't get them. No. So let's be fair here. Let's they, be fair. They lost out more on the ones they wanted. Uh, yeah, because Avante Williams was a lock, remember? <laughs> yeah. And that didn't happen. Well, we yeah. all know where he ended up, along with a couple others. Now, they ended up with the Prince. I can't, I'm not even going to try to say the kid's name. Really good player out of Texas. They entered, they ended the day on a high note with him. Really good. Princely is his name. Princely something. Uh, you, you, you I can see it, the name, but there's entirely too many consonants in it for me to try to say it right now. So, and all I have to drink is water, so I'm not even going to try to attempt that. But anyway, moving on past Florida. 
You're coming up again in this next segment, though. But uh, before we get to the next segment, I want to encourage everyone to go, when you're on Twitter, go go check out uh, our friend Brooks Austin at Sports Illustrated, Bulldog Maven. They put out some quality reporting uh, on the Georgia Bulldogs, whether it's basketball, baseball, uh, or football. They do recruit profiles. Just go check them out. And, of course, check out Brooks Austin's SEC Nightly. He does that every night around 9 p.m., uh, sometimes a little later. But uh, check out our friends over there. Um, also want to say quick thank you to J.D.'s Landscaping for being our uh, sponsor, one of our sponsors for the show. Not a whole lot of landscaping going on down here in South Georgia. Uh, but I tell you, I heard they were still laying sod in the rain. So that's dedication and commitment. Absolutely. And that right there is the kind of professionalism you will get when you hire JD's landscaping to rain, do snow. That's or right. Sun, it doesn't matter. Literally, rain or shine, they yep. will get the job done. So nine one two. 271-6320. Call our buddy Trey Heath over at JD's Landscaping. And don't forget, if you have a truck, a boat, or anything that you need to have rhino linered, please give our friends at Backwoods Customs Georgia 424-0565. Timothy Hilliard, he will help you out and he will get it done. Rhino liner is the top liner for protecting your truck beds and or boats. Hey, you can even put this stuff on coolers. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah, you can put it on coolers. I don't know why you would, but you can. I've never seen a cooler rhino line. I haven't either, but they've done it. I think I would, yeah, I think it'd be pretty it's cool. It's really neat when they put them in the bottom of boats. I have seen a vehicle rhino line. Yes. A, an entire vehicle. Oh, oh a, the entire thing. Jeep, outside? A Jeep, yes. Oh, Jeep. Well, that's, yeah, and that's pretty cool. I know a lot of people cool. do the inside of the Jeeps. Keep the, yeah. Yeah, that would so, be, that'd be very cool. Again, rhino liner, 912-424-0565, Backwoods Customs, Georgia, the good buddy, Timmy Hilliard. He will help you out. All right, so this was a conversation I had with a friend of mine the other day off the air. And I'm not sure why we had this conversation. It kind of evolved. I think we were poking fun, or I was, at mascots. I think mascots, there's some dumb mascots. <laughs> and there's some equally dumb hand gestures, motions, the th- you know, things that crowds do, the freaking bell that Mississippi State does, which is so stupid <laughs> and so loud. You know what I mean? Then you got things that just don't make sense. In terms of mascots, could you imagine being in the stadium with all those people and those those cowbells? Man, I don't even want it to. It's got to be. Just, I don't want to imagine being a Starkville. It's got to be deafening. Yeah, to, I'm sure it is to people. So I mean, that's what I want to talk about. Can we talk about what we think? And I'm putting you guys on the spot here. I didn't tell you this yeah, until you guys got is, here. This is a complete uh, surprise. This is going to be completely organic. This is just us talking loosey goosey here. Um, so really, no prep work here except for me. So I'm prepared. I'm going to sound way better. <laughs> But we don't ever do prep work. Like, so what, all right, Jason, mm-hmm. JT, what's the worst mascot you can think of right now? The worst mascot? The worst one that comes to your mind. Uh, um, Well, I, I I think I said it earlier. Um, Just the one that pops pops up in my mind is the um, A&M, the Lassie. The Border Collie? Is that the, what it yeah, is? Yeah, the Border Collie. Doesn't make sense. I, I mean, I would love to know if there's some A&M fans out there that, that – would like to enlighten us on yeah. the reason why you have a border collie as one of your mascots. There's probably some historical significance there, to it. There, there probably is. It just uh, I know there is to the dog, the hound dog that Tennessee, Tennessee uses. Yeah, the blue I don't tick. know what it is yeah, or the why they tick. use it, but I know there's some kind of weird significance to it. Yeah. But I poke fun at this kind of stuff, especially the teams that have this identity crisis, like Auburn mm-hmm. or Bama. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole elephant versus the Crimson Tide. 
the, the, what is it? Auburn's a tiger, but it's also war eagle. Yeah. You know, you got a lot going on here. Something, something about an eagle that soared across the field and a, yeah, back in, you know, the some, leather helmet days and stuff. Sure. There's some historical yeah. significance to all this, but it's still, yeah. an, it's still kind of annoying. It, it, yeah. It pick definitely an, is. Pick an animal. Pick, pick a mascot. You know, I mean, it's, yeah. it's too simple. It's t- way too simple. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those uh, those those are ones, and you had mentioned one when we was talking off air. Yeah, and you know what? Yeah, which one? The, the, Ohio State. The Brutus. What a stupid! It's a nut, <laughs> and I know it's like the state nut. Do we have state? Is it a state nut or a flower? Whatever it is, it's a buckeye. Yeah, it's a, it's it's a, a state a, tree. It's a tree. I think. Then why is he a nut? They had grow nuts. <laughs> The trees grow nuts. <laughs> I mean, oak trees grow listen, acorns. It's, listen, a, it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's a, it is. It's a buckeye nut. It's like a poisonous yeah. nut, right? Pecan, it's like a pecan tree. It's not even one you can eat. It's not even like a delicious it's a, nut. Is a buckeye poison? I think it is. Well, that's like the horned frog. You can't step on a horned frog. Yeah, but that's, dude. Are you all right? Cool. If I say, listen, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna put you in a battle with a nut, or a horned frog. You got to choose. Yeah. Can y'all hear the frog. rain? Yeah. Yeah. Folks, can you hear this in the background? This is this is this the, is, yeah. This is no technical difficulty. No this sound. Is, this is the, the absolute. Yeah, this is the absolute. Heavens falling down. Yeah, it on is us right and now. Lord knows, but God, there's more where this water's going. I don't know. And it's okay, all day have, tomorrow uh, too. I have a little background on the border collie. Shoot. Um, rev reveal reveal. I don't know. Um, she was uh. The the current one was chosen from a a pool of two thousand puppies, so we want that one. No it's, way. It's Revel, isn't it? No Rev- way. Yeah, that's it. it Revel. Yeah. Revel. Okay. Two thousand. You say no way. Two thousand puppies. Two I don't believe that. Thousand puppies. Um, there have been nine of them since nineteen thirty one. The first one assumed duties, uh, according to this article. The name stems from. A group of cadets that hit a small black and white dog heading back from Navasota. Hmm. So basically, they hit a dog, and they felt bad. So they were like, "We're gonna make." Okay, it. it's even dumber now. Yeah. Yeah. People, much. come on, folks. Y'all, somebody, somebody <laughs> with some A and M, uh, some 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 background history. I don't or know a single A and M fan. Drop us, drop us a line on Twitter, man. Uh, somebody, and just let us know what this Revel thing's all about. Yeah. It's, Beautiful uh, dog. Oh yeah. It's, it's way better it, than a nut. It looks like Lassie. How could you not like Lassie? Listen, and again, I gotta I gotta go back to Ohio but State. Lassie I like doesn't belong in Ohio State. I do. Yeah. I have family in Ohio. They're all Ohio State fans, so I have an affinity for them. Yeah, but I d- yeah, don't. I, I don't understand Brutus. And I think a lot of Ohio State fans probably agree that yeah, it's pretty stupid. It's a pretty dumb mascot. No different than what is it? The Stanford Cardinal, but their friggin' mascot's a tree. A tree. <laughs> Wait, come on. Yeah. Cardinal's an awesome-looking bird. Why would you not? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just crazy, man. And then, you know, there's tigers everywhere, but easily the worst mascot is the Clemson tiger. That thing looks awful. Like they got it from Ollie's. It, it looks <laughs> cracked out. Yeah. That's exactly what I was fixing to say. You look at that mascot and it's like, I mean, it's like he snorted a line or something. I don't know if you folks, <laughs> where you're listening from, if you have an Ollie's, 
But Ollie's is basically like where Dollar General, Family Dollar, Walmart, Target all go to throw up. Yeah. Like all, they all combine everything. Yeah, this is the stuff that they reach. Nah, we're not going to sell that. We don't want that. Yeah. yeah. This is where this goes. Like when you go to Walmart and you get some paint mixed and it wasn't the right color and you take it back, they send it to Ollie's. Yeah. Like this it, is, yeah. It looks kind of like one of those Halloween costumes that your grandma makes for you. That's an excellent thing. I call it, I, I've told my wife it's for it. This is a retail septic tank. You, me- you remember on uh, the movie uh, Christmas Story when he has to wear the bunny costume? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do. His aunt or somebody made for him? Yeah. That's what it reminds me of. Yeah, that's where you buy that. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Except that one probably looked better. Probably. Probably so. But yeah. But as far as mascots go, the SEC does pretty good. I mean, besides the two identity crises over there in the West. Yeah. You know, we got the Wildcats, the Gators. You know, you got the coolest. Got the Gamecocks, though. Yeah, that that's somebody the, messed up on that one. Yeah. It's like they showed up late to the mascot picking party and. Yeah, we'll take a chicken. What's the coolest SEC? Mascot. Oh, bulldog. Duh. Can we include that? We have to. We have to remove our bias. I, I have. I have. I have. The the coolest. I guess the mascot was. I won't say it's the mascot. It's the own field. It's the painting on field. But it's part of the mascot. Who's that? Death Valley. LSU. The tiger eye. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That's pretty awesome. It's just there's three tigers in the SEC. Yeah. In Mizzou. Auburn and then LSU. Was there another one? Well, there's tigers there's everywhere. Three. There's man. tigers everywhere. There's tigers everywhere. You got two bulldogs, Mississippi State, of course, us. We're better. Yeah. Well, better. I mean, you got Fresno State too. Well, I'm talking about SEC. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh jeez, okay. if we were talking about tigers Yale. overall, yeah, yellow bulldogs. Yeah. 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 But we're the original. Uh, Hashtag Ivy League talk. Yeah. Hmm. But as far I don't know, besides Georgia's, because of course I'm biased. I gotta be honest with you, man. I, I kind of like the you know. Gators are cool. Mm. You know, they're fierce animals. I hate their. But I can't rock the orange. The well, orange I can't. I can't rock the orange, the blue. I and and I cannot, cannot. They're stupid gator drawing. They're chomp thing. You combine. Oh, we're about to get to that. You combine the chop, the gator ch- chomp, chop. Yeah. Whatever with the Jaws music, which is for a shark. <laughs> yeah, that is kind of dumb, guys. Yeah. yeah. Let's what, be what honest. What are we doing? Yeah. There's not, I, I know. know there's there's got to be music in Lake Placid that you can use. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> Lake Placid. What a movie. Or just watch Natural, National I mean, Geographic. I mean, come up with something. I like yeah. Commodores, the Vanderbilt Commodore. I think that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and the historical significance behind the volunteers is cool. Nowhere near the water, but. Yeah, nowhere near cool. the water. But I don't know. What else? What else is in, in uh, Old Miss Rebels? They don't really get called the Rebels. Like they used to. Well, no, there's. I think it's kind of something uh, happened. Is it the PC that? thing? Politically, okay, shut up. Now. They're the Ole Miss Rebels. Yeah, they're the Rebs. Then there's no other. Is there? There probably is. But Ole Miss has got it kind of cool. I like Ole Miss. Yeah, hotty toddy. Yeah, I, I like it. Yeah, I, that's one place I'd really love to go. Me too. I think it's gonna be cool. To the Grove, yeah. man. Yeah. Now, Statman's already kind of mentioned it because there's a lot of most of these teams. Most every team has some sort of tradition, some sort of thing they do to get their you know their fan base going and make the rival fan base mad or annoyed. For example, the Gator Chomp. Now let's talk about the ones we think are the worst or the best or our favorites. Um, let's start there. Do we like the Gator Chomp? Take our bias and disdain out of it. There, there. It could be. 
I guess the chomp itself is okay, but it, it could be better with different, I guess, a different theme music, maybe. No, it just looks stupid. It, it's ridiculous. I well, think I think if it was like the the Florida State <clears throat> tomahawk chop. See, that's cool. And it was all in unison, then it would be cool. But yeah. after you got after you do the Jaws music, it's just a whole bunch of clapping. It's just it's just it look. I just think people look ridiculous. I'll, I'll, it looks like just. Uh, I'm trying to be politically correct here. Mm-hmm. It just it look it looks like um, stupid clapping. Yeah, I'll leave it. No, at that. I know what you're saying. It's like, uh, yeah, it's like people don't know how to clap on beat. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And it's just big for no reason. Okay, I got you. And that that's, that really irks me too. And when I don't clap like it beat. when people do it. When I see Gator fans, and it's happened to me so many times, and it's so annoying and rude. Don't do it in my face. It's so don't do it in people's faces. Mm-hmm. And you know what? That's a good segue into you, Georgia fans. This whole barking in people's faces thing is so stupid. After the kickoff, it's cool. Oh, dude, I lo- who doesn't? That, yeah, that's but if awesome. you're just, the kickoff is very cool. You're just walking around and you see somebody with a Florida oh, shirt so on. Awful. And you just bark at them. Like, how stupid do you look? Or, or just barking like when the camera pans in front of you, you start barking. Yeah. Stop it. I try to make it a point not to bark. I just always, you know. If I see somebody somewhere, I've you know, never if I'm it. out of state or somewhere like that, and I see somebody wearing some Georgia attire, I don't bark at them. No, I, go, like, dogs. You know, go dogs. That's what we say. You know, you go know, dogs, fist pump. I'll do the wolf, wolf, wolf thing, wolf thing when they kick off. That's yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I'm yeah, not going to yeah. bark in your yeah. face. And I'm going to be honest with you, Georgia fans. If you get knocked out one day for doing this, I'm not going to feel bad for you. <laughs> what it, were you doing? I was barking in his face. Well, you deserve you to deserve get knocked that. out. That is it is unbelievably <laughs> same, rude. Same goes for you, Florida fans. Uh, sure. If you chomp in somebody's face for no reason because they're wearing a Georgia shirt, or you even deserve if you're to get in Jacksonville, pieced. guys, and we're we're chirping at each other, don't come chomping my face. But you know what? Don't go bark in their face either. That's right. Yeah, I, if, I, you're, if you're losing an argument and you just start barking, oh, how God. much more? How much more dumb do you look? Please, Georgia fans, be better than that. <laughs> Let's just do away with that altogether. <laughs> oh God, I hate it. It's so awful. Uh, it's it's kind of like the horns up thing with Texas. I don't know why this, that bothers me so bad, but I don't like it. The hook 'em horns. Hook 'em horns. It's what? stupid. And then how how unbelievably offended they get when you turn it upside down. Oh yeah. I, what I mean, shoot, that was a wasn't that a, a personal foul call? Unsportsmanlike yeah, uh, conduct. Big yeah. Twelve has they they put that into like forever effect. They really did. And, if you and, do that on the field, it's a flag. And 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 it does the same thing when we play Florida. If we do the chomp, it's a it's a unsportsmanlike conduct to us too. If we yeah score a touchdown or well, whatever, I, I don't, and I don't do a chomp. You whatever. Know. I don't think is it. No, I don't think it's a penalty if we do the chomp. I think if we do the Todd Gurley chomp followed by the throat slash, I the think throat slash is what'll get us. But oh, I, I thought it was the chomp too. No, man. you can do the chomp. That's yeah. fine. And you know what? I don't even care if you shush your own crowd, Felipe. <laughs> One that one that really That's what I do. One that really do uh uh kind of throws me off. We talked about TCU earlier, but their little oh almost dropped the microphone. Ooh. Their little their little hand their little hand thing. I can't even do it because my hand will cramp up. Yeah. But where they make a like a horn frog, is it that? Yeah. Like throwing a knuckleball. It's just, yeah. You just, can't see it, but I can see it. It's like uh, uh yeah, like yeah. you're throwing a yeah. knuckleball. Yeah. Like a knuckleball. It, how was how does that how does that turn in how does that resemble it's a, a horny frog. frog it's a horn yeah it's a horny frog <laughs> <laughs> this is a pg show folks 
It is. Kids. Absolutely. I don't know. I, I, get, I guess I've never seen that. Yeah, they. I, I don't, don't watch a lot of TCU though. Either. TCU, it's a cool. They they got the coolest uniforms in the country, and oh, horse I think, feathers. I think it's a cool mascot, but the little hand thing that they have. What is it? It's just you're throwing a knuckleball. What it was was there was some college students sitting around one night, and they were probably, you know, smoking a little weed, you know, a little ganja, um, or they were partying and they were shammered. Nobody calls. And, uh, all right, all right, all right. Well, I mean, that's what it is. But anyway. The yeah, devil's lettuce. I'm sure that there was probably, they were sitting around, it was like, ooh, horn frog. Maui, yeah, Maui. horn frog. And then it just caught on. Some for some fraternity probably started it. A little bit of disco biscuit. You know, and now it just caught on. It's a horn frog. Yeah, it's one I do love, though, is theirs on the state. Where they the, do the fork. The fork. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's all right. That's like a, that's like, that's almost like a gang sign, though. No, it's not. It's like it's the Triton, right? East Coast baby. <laughs> it's the Sun Devils. I thought that was this. Is that is that what the East Coast is? is I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not a privy to. Uh, I, don't know. I don't know. We're yeah. trying. We're doing a bunch of hands in yeah. here, folks. And you we can't need see a it. camera. Uh, so yeah, in yeah, one night, you know, I do a hand gesture all the time, and I do it without thinking. And I, I don't know how new this is to USC. Oh, I'm sorry, South Carolina. The Spurs up thing, which is the thumb and the pinky out. Which uh, is the surf's up thing. Yeah, it's like hang loose, man. Hang loose. I, yeah, yeah, I do that all the time. Yeah, I've done it but for years. Yeah, but it's That's, not spurs up for, for me. It's just like, yeah. uh, what's up, man? Riding down here in South Georgia, if you ride by somebody, the, the typical thing to do is either one finger or two fingers, and you shake yep. it at them. Boom, boom. That's it. I do the... Eh. I do that. I do the wag. Yep. But, you know, I started seeing this thing, and it's mainly because a really good friend of ours, his dad is the president of USC, and I started seeing him all the pictures. He's doing the spurs up. And I'm thinking, what is that? And then this hashtag spurs up, and that's their deal. So, okay, cool. You guys got one of the cooler hand gestures. Yeah. Just don't go it's, around balking at people. But it's just hang loose. Did, did they do that? Spurs up is hang loose. Hang loose. Now, we'll <laughs> now, we'll say the sandstorm is stupid. Quit doing that. Oh, my God. That's so annoying. I hate that. I hate sandstorm. So hey, annoying. But at night when the white towels are waving and sandstorm is playing, I think that's the only time that they should play sandstorm at night. But that's one of the coolest things ever. It's you wanna, like you want like, me to tell you what the dumbest thing that they do is. I'm sorry, cock fans. Um, is wear, wear shirts with the word cocks on them. Well, that and the rooster. Yeah. Uh, on third Cocky. down, I hate. The oh rooster. yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the noise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't that's stand. Awful. Yeah. That is horrible. Yeah. Now I will say, as far as uniforms go, South Carolina <laughs> probably got some of the best looking uniforms. They do the look SEC. good. They do look good. They do look really good. I just yeah. don't like that color. I, I do. I like the garnet yeah, and black. I, like the garnet. I especially love it when they do the black jerseys. Man, it looks good. And the white, even with the white jerseys, black pants look good. Mm-hmm. We're mean, not here to talk about. You mean to tell uniforms. me that black jerseys look good? Black jerseys look good, especially with the garnet helmets. I, I would never have guessed. So yeah, do you do. think do you think we're gonna bring back the black jerseys with uh Cochran there now? No. <laughs> I doubt it. You'll see him in the spring game. <laughs> Guaranteed. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. No doubt. No doubt. All right. So yeah, I can't wait for spring ball. Me either, man. It's gonna be great. Yeah. I'm in the middle of moving, folks, and this is oh, I just actually I say I'm in the middle of it. I just started it and I feel like I've been doing it for two years. It's awful. My whole house is in shambles, except for the studio. The studio is still in one piece. The most important place in the house is in, is intact. Yeah, we're we're good, but everywhere else is just there's stuff everywhere, and I'm just thinking I'm just gonna leave it all. I don't care. As long as you're moved and settled and everything's done by G day. Oh yeah, well it should be. God, I hope so. Well, maybe yeah. not. We'll see. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm excited about spring ball. It's gonna be fun. All right, so we're nearing the end of the show. 
But I want to do something to get put you guys back on the spot here. Man, you're on the spot a lot tonight. I want like just the most outlandish and crazy bold prediction you can get for the SEC right now. Let's just do it, and you don't have to double down on it. This is just something like I want. I've been thinking about doing before spring ball, because after spring ball we get okay, get a little better idea of what the rosters looking like, who's going to be utilized where. You know what I mean? You're not going to know everything, but we'll know a little bit more than what we know now. We're doing bold predictions. Bold, crazy, outlandish. Okay. You don't even have to make friggin' sense. Kyle Trask will not win the Heisman. Well, that's not bold. <laughs> <laughs> that's not. I'll tell you what bold is. Brandon Adams of Dog Nation Daily put out a bold prediction on his podcast, the Dog Nation Daily podcast. He said that Georgia will beat Bama twice because they have to play him in week three at Tuscaloosa and then ideally again in Atlanta. For the SEC championship. That was Brandon Adams' bold prediction. What is yours, Hunter? The, the, mine. In my bold, no, I'm starting with you guys. <laughs> I'm still thinking. <laughs> no, I'll say it, and I kinda, I'm kind of, i kind of doubling down here. I think Alabama wins the West again. That's not bold to me. That's kind of a foregone conclusion. I think A&M uh, comes in second in the SEC West. Yeah. Easily, I said that last year. I'm yep. not. I'm not going back there. Yeah, man. No, they, I'm. I'm saying it. They disappointed me last year. I mean, look at what I, I expect LSU to have a pretty significant drop off. Not that they're not going to be good. They're going to be good, but I think they're going to have a drop off. Auburn, there's just too much that left from their defensive line. Now, while I do think Bo Nix is going to be markedly better, and their running game should improve. Running game should improve, but I'm not sure about their defense. Defense would be questioned. And I think A&M just has so much talent right now. And Jimbo, whether you accept it or not, he's probably going to be coaching with his back against the wall. He's got to do something to earn all this money. I'm not saying they're going to fire him if he goes 8-5 and five or, you know, 8-4 and four again. That's too much money for boosters to come up with right but, now. Yeah. That's a lot of money. So he, he's okay. But at the same time, you got to start getting some results, right? At some point. Yeah. So I, I think A&M does well enough in the West, and they think they come in second. Okay, fine. You want a bold prediction? I'll tell you a bold prediction. Ole Miss beats Florida. I like that. Yeah. Um, you want a bold prediction? Yeah. Carolina finishes above Florida in the East. Whoa. I don't know if I get that one. Yeah, I don't know if I get it. Hey, we said crazy, right? I said crazy. crazy. Hit me crazy. with a crazy one. That'd be hilarious if Muschamp beat Florida. Helensky? Helensky, man. He, he had a in, great, in, great season. Ga- in, in Gainesville? I mean. That'd be great. That I would mean, be great. I'm thinking Tennessee has a better shot at being uh, doing that, and th- I say that reserved because we don't know what their quarterback situation is. I just made one of our friends really happy with that statement. I'm you, sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. Well, he because he's on the fence with both of those. Yeah. Yeah. How can you be on the fence with both of those? Well, I get it. Well, I don't get the other. No, I don't get the other, but I, I get the one. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I and I, I'm not saying that. I don't know, because part of me really believes that Ole Miss, not Ole Miss, Florida could roll in the Jacksonville undefeated. That's a high possibility. Their their schedule is very favorable. But I just, something about that Ole Miss matchup is just standing out to me. Maybe it's partly wishful thinking, but I just kind of feel like Lane Kiffin coaches like he's got nothing to lose, man. And I, 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 I feel mean, like. I don't really think he does. No, he doesn't. And he's got a lot of talent. I don't care what you say. He's got talent. Jerry Lee's very good. John Rice Plumley's very good. John Rice Plumley's going to be in the talk for the Heisman before he leaves Ole Miss. You think so? I think so. There you go. 
Oh, he nice. had, he, had, he had the most rushing yards out of any quarterback last year. Yeah. He had – how many did he have against LSU? Yeah, I think he had – Like 9 million? Yeah. Yeah, he, something like that. He had pretty good – I don't – I, I want to say it was close to 300. He not, w- No, it was over that. It was like 400-something yards. Yeah, it was It was crazy. Rushing? Yeah. He scored well, like he four had, touchdowns. He had like four rushing touchdowns. Maybe it was a 400-yard rushing, but he had like four touchdowns. I, th- I thought it was like 300-something yards rushing. I think he had I think he had like a total – his total offensive output. Mm-hmm. He had like 600 yards. Like 600 and something yards, almost 700 Maybe yards. that's what it was. But he, he put on a show, man. He, he he was wearing LSU out. That was the game where the questions about LSU's defense really was like, hey, what's going on? Yeah, and we were was, like, ooh, they got holes. And, uh, yeah, no, no, they didn't. That closed pretty quick. Yeah, LSU. Whatever. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like I say – I, I would not be surprised if Florida rolls into Jacksonville undefeated. And I, I firmly believe that that game, as per usual, will determine who goes to the SEC championship. Georgia's had a tough schedule, man, because remember, we played Auburn earlier this year. Yeah, yeah. Play Alabama week three. Yep. Play Auburn, what, week five? It's we, we have got, we've got our work cut out for us, for sure. There's no doubt. Oh, yeah. Um, so what, what do you think? Uh, what do you think? Old Drinkowitz is going to do in uh, Mizzou? It'll last uh, two seasons. I don't know. Two seasons? Yes. You're calling two seasons? Calling two seasons. Mm-hmm. Have y'all y'all seen the Wolf of Wall Street? Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Do you know you, the the dude off of Wolf of Wall Street who was there whenever Jordan Belfort set the whole thing up? Mm-hmm. That's who that guy reminds me of. Drinkowitz. Yeah, I'm trying to f- find his name huh. right now. I can't think of his name. That was a great movie, by the way. It's the greatest movie of all time. Never seen it. Uh, um, watch it after the kids go to bed. Yeah, yeah. P.J. Byrne. He's, that's his actual real-life name. Hmm. They called him Rugrat on The Wolf of Wall Street. Rugrat, yeah. That's who that. he reminds me of. He kind of does. Interesting. Yeah. All right, does. well, there you have it, folks. Are we going we to we talk a little about, about uh, uh, spring spring ball? Spring. Oh, in my bold prediction, Arkansas – it's going to win an SEC game this year. Oh, geez. Arkansas is going to win bold. again. Yeah. That's pretty good. An, an SEC game. An SEC game. Yes. Let's save the spring ball talk for a little closer to spring ball. Uh, I, was talking about, I was talking about baseball. Oh, yeah, well. You're talking some Bravos, man. Yeah. We're already hitting on an hour. I think we <laughs> – because I'm, we're going to have a special guest come in and tell me a little bit about the Braves. To be perfectly honest, I've not been following it. I I've just have a little. Just a um, little. If I gotta be really honest, Major League Baseball is at the super bad taste in my mouth based on this whole Astros thing. I'm not pleased with how it was run. I, I um, think uh the players fighting back and voicing their opinions has yeah. eased that a little bit for me. I yeah. was already losing yeah, like, interest in it. Yeah. For the most part, but uh I know once the season kicks off I'll be back in it full swing because of the Braves, but something crazy I heard today before we go. Yeah. Crazy. And I don't know. I don't even remember where I heard it. It was on the radio or something. March Madness coming up. Uh huh. They are talking about having March Madness, all the tournaments, with no fans hmm. because of the coronavirus. Yeah, that's yeah. not going to happen. Yeah, it's probably not going to happen at all. I was, like, I was like, wash your hands, don't like, sneeze on, on people. Man. If that like, if on. that was a, a thing, then they would have already cut off fans for NBA games by now. That's, that's what I was, I was like. Come yeah. on, man! That's, why, why all of a sudden in March? Why why March Madness? Yeah. Why why does it have to be in the tournament? It's probably not going to happen. Those tickets yeah. have been bought. Yeah, so. I was like, uh, uh, that's, that's hogwash. I don't know. Like I said, I don't remember. I remember hearing it on the radio. I just don't remember what it was yeah. or who it was. was. Probably, yeah, that's probably Trump said that. Yeah, <laughs> there's no doubt. Everything's you know, coronavirus is blamed on Trump, yeah. or Trump has you know been blamed for it. 
So. Well, folks, that's our show. We appreciate you stopping by, dropping in, listening to us. And uh, stay tuned for the next episode. We're going to work on getting another special guest in here to talk to us about the Georgia Bulldogs. And, of course, as we get closer to spring ball and get on the other side of spring ball, we're going to really start ramping stuff up stuff up for the season. I'm excited. I'm Hunter. I appreciate y'all stopping by. Statman, tell the people bye. All right, guys. Just remember the flu, is uh, it accounts for more deaths than the coronavirus has. Um, yeah. Peace out and go dogs. All right, everybody. Uh, good to be back tonight, finally, um, after a little while, a little, little time off. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, we want to send our thoughts and prayers to uh, our people in Nashville, Tennessee, yep. and the surrounding uh, counties there. Um, y'all stay safe, and we will try to stay dry here in South Georgia. And uh, everybody live life to the fullest, and go dogs. That's right. Thank you, guys. We appreciate you. Don't forget to subscribe. God bless, love, and light. Go dogs.